So having money is great, but people seem to shy away from it and they don't realize the more money they have, the more good things they can do. So if you're a good person to start with, money will amplify that. You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 197. Today, my special guest is Amy Bett, and Amy is from Ladies Without Limits. So we thought today we'd talk about money. Everybody loves money. Well, not everybody likes to talk about it, but it's a good subject to talk about. So why do business owners find it so difficult to manage money? So welcome, Amy. Kathy, thank you so much for having me today. You are very welcome. So give us a two-minute spiel about where you're from and why we should be listening to you. Awesome. Okay. Hello, everyone. Um, as Kathy mentioned, my name is Amy Bett. I am a profit-first professional and the founder of Lady Without Limits. And um, I teach business owners how to manage their cash flow and how to really feel in control of their numbers and have that visibility over their finances that they might not have had before. And I guess the reason why it's so important is because money is really important in business. I know that most business owners, and this was myself included when I first started out in business, went into business not really caring about the numbers too much. I knew that I wanted to make money, and but I was more focused on the service that I was delivering. And I know a lot of people have the same mindset, um, but it gets to a point where things can feel hard or, you know, money might be really coming in, but you just don't really know what's going on in your business. And it it hurts you from being able to make a lot of great financial decisions and um, and it doesn't really enable us to get ahead and to, to get to our goals of where we want to really get to. So I really only figured all of this out and became a profit first professional after failing in my own business. Um, so I'm definitely not coming to you today with an accountant hat on, um, or I I don't have a huge history with numbers. Really, I'm um, I was my own battler, and then I um, and then I transformed my own life and decided to become a profit first professional. When I just realised how important this work is and how it can really transform your stress levels if you focus um, on getting to know your numbers, and it's not that difficult. So I'm excited to chat to you about it today. Excellent. So you've mentioned a couple of things there. We'll delve into what profit first is in a little bit more detail in a minute. Um, I know it and some of the audience knows it, but others won't. So we'll go into that in a second. Two things about either having money or not having money. So having money is great, but people seem to shy away from it and they don't realize the more money they have, the more good things they can do. So if you're a good person to start with, money will amplify that. It's not going to turn you into a, a horrible rich person. If you're a horrible, horrible person to start with, you're not listening to this podcast, so we're all good. So we don't need to go there. And the other thing is that we don't want to have expensive hobbies. We actually want to have businesses. Expensive hobbies is for a different time and a place. And a good business can 
definitely finance that. So tell us more about Profit First for those that don't know who the wonderful Mike Michalowicz is and his workings. Yeah, perfect. So if you don't know what Profit First is, it's basically a money method that, as you mentioned, Kathy, Mike Michalowicz was the author and he founded this method after his own business failings. He had a really successful business that he lost all of the money and basically he came up with this method in the depths of his despair and it not only transformed his life but it's now transformed thousands and thousands of businesses worldwide, which is absolutely amazing. So the, the basic principles of it is understanding how to read your financial reports and that is simple, but then separating your cash flow into the key bank accounts or buckets that you need to successfully manage a business. Now, every business needs at least five buckets or bank accounts, and that's for your everyday purposes, such as your income, operating expenses, your taxes, your profit, your owner's pay. That's the five. Every single business owner has those responsibilities to pay yourself, to have a profit in the business, to pay taxes. You're going to have operating expenses and you're going to have income. Now, by separating your money out in this way, you're going to have really great visibility of how much money that you actually have to operate your business. A big problem that people have is they've got all of their money lumped into one bank account, which leads to confusion when there's money in there, they're like, great, I've got money. And they can often overspend or accidentally spend their tax and their owner's pay and, you know, on all sorts of things. But when there's no money in there, they go into panic mode. So what we like to do is we like to help business owners to separate their cash flow. So they've got that understanding of how much money they truly have to spend and to protect themselves from actually spending their money in their wrong way so that they can pay themselves and have a profit as well. Fantastic. And I like the way that Mike talks about Thanksgiving turkey. Obviously, in Australia, most people don't do Thanksgiving, but we've got a fair idea of what it is. And you guys in America, of course, know exactly what we're talking about. But he talks about the Thanksgiving turkey plate and having the turkey on the plate and then everybody getting a fork and eating off the plate. There's no way we would do that. We would all get a serving, either somebody would serve us or we would serve ourselves, put it onto a separate plate. And that's kind of the idea behind the bank accounts is you're putting those portions into those different bank accounts so that you can see how much you should be eating, i.e. spending, and making sure that there is some left over for, like you say, things like taxes, super, all the other things that we need to do as business owners. So that's a, a really great analogy. And I find for a lot of people, it really helps them with that shiny object syndrome. If there's no profit and there's no extra money in that account, can they buy that little shiny object that's yapping at them? Or is that a case of it has to be decided whether it's something for a later on? Exactly right. You you hit the nail on the head there. It's not, we're not trying to give you restrictive budgets. We're just highlighting how your business is performing and it allows you to be a better decision maker and decide on the right time to make those purchases rather than just going ahead and doing it blind. Perfect. And I think it also makes you stop and just take that little bit of a break between that excitement, emotion, especially with social media tugging at us before you actually make the decision to buy because we all know that we can impulse buy pretty quickly. We don't really want to have buyer's remorse afterwards and especially if it's a big purchase and a lot of these purchases, they're 
maybe a very short cooling off period, if any cooling off period. And it can be quite difficult to get your money back if you change your mind. Absolutely. And this is why this system has worked so well for me because my husband would call me a marketer's dream. I'm a very optimistic person that, you know, yes, do it. Let's do it. Let's go for it, which has served me well so many times in my business in, in, and in my life. But um, particularly before I had this system set up, oh, my goodness, the amount of things that I would just purchase on a whim and think, oh, it'll be okay um, is funny now. But it's not wanting to, yeah, we definitely are not here to, dull your sparkle or dull that excitability. We're just helping you to make those decisions when you've got the awareness. Absolutely. And making sure that when it comes to the end of the the financial year, wherever your financial year ends, and making sure that you do have that money for your tax, you do have that money for your personal taxes as, as well as GST or your VAT or whichever variety that you have, because there's nothing better than that feeling of getting those really big bills coming in and going, that's fine. I've just got the money there. I can just reallocate it to pay that bill. All good. Rather than thinking, oh my golly gosh, I've got this bill coming up. I don't know how much it's going to be. I don't know where I'm going to get the money from. Have I spent it? Have I overdone it? What has gone on? But having that money there gives you so much security. And like you say, a lot less stress. Oh my goodness. Like I cannot tell you how excited and happy it makes me when um, participants in my Money Mastery program put a message in our Facebook group and, you know, say comments like, for the first time ever, I had money for my bass. For the first time ever, I was able just to reach into that bank account and transfer the money and feel good about it. Um, A lot of people are scared of tax and they hate tax, but we actually help you to become friends with tax and just realize it's a it's an everyday part of business. It's an everyday part of life. We're supporting the community um, and you can feel even better about it by actually, as you said, having the money sitting there in the bank account waiting for that to come in. Um, it feels so good. It transforms the way that you feel about money in general and it really helps you to foster an abundance money mindset because it gets you out of scarcity. Absolutely. And we all do hate tax or majority of people, but we like the fact that we can send our children to school. We like the fact that we've got roads to drive on. We like the fact that we've got really good hospital systems in in most Western countries. All of that kind of thing comes out of our tax money. So if we're not paying our taxes and doing it properly, how can we hope for those sort of systems to be available when we need them? Exactly right. Um, And trust me, I've been to quite a few countries that don't have the same luxury. And I thank, you know, our lucky stars, just how blessed we are because we live in a, uh, you know, most of us, I'm not sure where you're listening in from today, but most of us live in a really, you know, a safe and, and great country where we have these privileges. Yeah, we absolutely do. So, okay, we're, we've thought about our, our different buckets, our different bank accounts. So for people that are um, not running profit-first systems, can you give them a few tips about how they might manage their money? Obviously, look you up and find out about profit-first, but for right now. Yeah, sure. I think if in the beginning, if you're feeling overwhelmed by your finances, the first thing that I want to say is just to tell yourself, because I promise you it's true and I was in this situation, that it's actually not that hard to manage your finances. So just start there and understand that the only reason that you feel this way right now is because you haven't learned a a great way to manage your finances. You're not illiterate. You're not financially dumb or any of those things that you might have been paying yourself. You just haven't been taught a great way. So I want to start with that because sometimes that's the first barrier 
to actually getting support and and learning a different way because our mindset sometimes dictates our actions. So firstly, start, you know, let you let yourself know that there are so many people who have been in this position and you're not alone and you can learn a simple system to help you. The second thing is just start small. Pick one thing that you really want to transform and start there. And it could just be putting your tax aside. And that can start the ripple effect um, of helping you to, to feel more confident with your finances and then, you know, go, okay, now I'm going to focus on building a profit or I'm going to focus on paying myself properly. We can start small. And if you just open that one extra bank account and put your tax aside, uh, you know, find out how much tax you need to, to put into that bank account. You know, GST, it's usually about 10%. And then, um, you know, any income tax and tax on profit. Ask your accountant or, you know, your financial support how much tax. Put that aside in that bank account. That's going to start that ripple effect. Um what else can I tell you? And then I think really learn how to read your financial reports. I can now literally analyze any business that comes my way if they've got an accounting system in 20 minutes. I kid you not, I can play with it, get it, show them exactly how their business is performing in 20 minutes. And I teach my clients how to do that in 20 minutes as well. You don't need a finance degree. It doesn't take too long. You just need to know the two reports that you need to download and then what numbers you're looking for and an easy, simple way to read them. Because if you can do that, then you can understand the financial health of your business all on your own at any one point. There's no mystery. There's no, I've got to wait for my accountant to get back to me and find out how I'm performing. There's none of that. You can literally pull up your zero or your accounting software, um, run it, have it in 15 or 20 minutes. The second thing, I guess, oh, sorry, the last thing, I know I've spoken about a few things, but if you don't have accounting software and you're a business owner, then get accounting software. As Kathy said earlier, you're not a hobby, you're a business and it's time to step up. Let's put our big pants on and act like a business. That accounting software is number one software that you should have out of anything else because it's going to give you so much clarity on your numbers and keep everything financially organized so that you can be a a profitable performing business and you can have that information at your fingertips. There's nothing worse than having to manually calculate your finances every minute that you want to have any awareness. So they're my tips, Kathy. Perfect. And a couple of things you said there was exactly that, running those reports so you can see whether you are actually um, selling something that's profitable. You might have a, a lot of money coming in and you might have three or four products and you might find that one's very profitable and the other two were not profitable at all. Now, of course, there's exceptions there where we talk about lost leaders and things like that, where we're bringing in something to then upsell or give other services. So it may be a case of a, of a non-profitable one is still a good idea. But generally, it's a case of if it's not profitable, should you still be doing it? Exactly. Where should you put your energy? I'll tell you a quick, very quick story, but I was working with a, a gentleman, actually. He contacted me and he said, I'm not a lady. I don't know if I've got limits, but I really like the content that you're putting out there. And would you please work with me? And I said, yes, of course. And so I analyzed his business and we looked at his different services and we saw pretty quickly that one of his services, whilst he charged more money for it, um, had higher labor costs and higher material costs. And when we looked at his other service, which was low labor, low materials and in quite high demand and he could pump them out quite quickly, we realized that we could transform his business from a business that was turning over about 50000 to 
$80,000 a year to a business that would have the potential to earn about $1.2 million. In a short amount of time, he had the demand, he had the opportunity to work on that service. And that was just looking at his different services to see and, and analyzing which one's actually more profitable and where should I put my energy. Now, I'm not saying that everyone's going to have that um, those results, but it was he was literally about to fall on the floor when, and he was like, oh my gosh, it just makes so much sense. But sometimes you can't see that until you actually just break it down and, and look at your reports and go, okay, how am I actually doing things? Because often we just do the same things every day without um, that additional intelligence. Absolutely. And quite often we do what we've always done. But as we know, the world has completely changed over the last couple of years. Things that have been the norm previous are no longer. Things that were abnormal before are now the norm. So keeping track of what's happening in your market, what demand is, things that we never thought we would buy or use. I mean, having this conversation a few years ago, it would have been, you want to get on Zoom? What's that? So (laughs) very odd. And um it's amazing how how the world does change. So looking at your numbers is really important. Now, you said if our business owners run two reports, that's a, a good start. What are those two reports? Yeah, sure. So your profit and loss report and your balance sheet, they're the two that are where you're going to find most of the information that you need in your business. And that's, you know, what is my income? What are my operating expenses? Do I have any um, cost of goods or materials and subcontractors? So what what is that number? what's my owner's pay, Um, they're the biggest ones that you'll find on both of those reports. And I'll give you a little tip, guys. If you download those reports, particularly your profit and loss as month to month, so over the time period that you're looking at and, and do it month to month, and then export it as a Google sheet or an Excel document, it makes it so much easier to be able to like highlight over the total trading income or the total expenses and find out exactly how much you're earning, um, we like to talk about averages and maybe we'll talk about that in a second, Kathy. But um, mm-hmm. but it just makes it so much easier to read than looking at the software and not really being able to, to see it all in, in one capture, if that makes sense. And then your balance sheet, you download that one as the time period. You don't do it month to month, but as the same time period that you're looking at in your profit and loss. And usually in the balance sheet, you're looking for loans um, and owner's drawings or contribution. That's um, they're, they're the figures that you're looking at in your balance sheet generally. Perfect. And you mentioned averages. Would you like to tell us about that? Yeah. So averages are brilliant. And as soon as you understand how to use them, they make your business finances seem so much more digestible. So a lot of problems that business owners have, or one of the biggest problems is that they have inconsistent income. So they might have a big month of income and then a lower month and then another big month. And it just kind of goes in a bit of a um, wave. That's not the right word, but a spikes. Yeah, some spikes. (laughs) And it's really hard for them to understand exactly how much income they're making and the same with their expenses. So if you can look at the average over a time period, so say, for example, over 12 months, what was the average income that came in and then the average expenses. It just gives you a clear line of roughly or on average how much you're earning and what your expenses are. And then you can use those numbers to actually plan out your cash flow and how much cash flow you need because when you use those numbers, even in the um, in the lower periods, you'll be allocating more money in the higher periods, which will make up for those lower periods. So hopefully that's not too in-depth for this conversation, but 
just a simple way to figure out your averages. Um, you can easily do it on the spreadsheet. You can just highlight over all the months and then down the bottom, you can click on the little button and it just tells you where the sum is and it just tells you the average. Or you can just divide the total income and the total expenses that you're looking at and divide it by the number of months. Um, and that will give you that number. Excellent. And I like the way that you've done it month by month because that can also then help other decisions about, okay, is it summer is quieter than other months? Is summer um, a, a higher demand month? So then if you're looking at doing ordering and bringing in stock, that sort of thing, if you're doing it month by month, you can see when you need to pull back before you have excess and then have to sell it off at bottom bargain basement rates so that you can get rid of it. So by doing the average, you can see where you are for the year, but by doing it month to month, you can see what fluctuates. You know that maybe November is going to be a really busy month, so you can start ordering things in in time so that you've got them in November. If you've got Black Friday sales, that sort of thing, you might need extra stock. You might be getting rid of some of your stock that you haven't um, been such a good um, seller. So you've got different options there when you're looking at those. So it all gets down to looking at your numbers, knowing what's in your business and making sure you're on top of it. Exactly. It's just understanding quickly how to do your financial reports, how to read that information, um, and then how to have a, a cash flow system set up in your business to help you to manage that cash flow with ease. Fantastic. So is there anything that we haven't discussed that you think we should have, Amy? Not that's coming to the top of my mind, but I really just want to drive home again. If you feel out of control with your finances and if you feel like you just don't you don't have the confidence with your numbers, please just know it's not that hard. You can get support and you can change your situation quicker than you could ever imagine. Fantastic. So if people would like to know more about you and where to find you, where do they go? Sure. So the easiest place to find me, um, I've got a free masterclass where I teach uh, this information in a step-by-step -step process. You can find it on my website. Um, you can go to amybet.com, A-M-Y-B-E-T-T.com. I also have the ladywithoutlimits.com website, but there's a few little bugs going on there. So go to amybet.com and you'll um, find my website and all the free resources there to, to help you. Fantastic. So we'll only put amybet.com in the show notes, so that'll make it easy for people. Now, at this stage of the podcast, I get to ask you five questions. Are you game, Amy? Of course. Love All it. Right. What is the best advice given to you by a mentor? Oh, this is awesome. And it's so geeky and it's something that I never would have um, thought in the past but it's just your numbers don't lie and just look at data, whether that's in your, um, whether that's in with your cash flow or your marketing, like really make friends with those numbers because it's going to drive your entire business. That's the best advice. And I really learned into that. And I learned the key numbers in both marketing and my cash flow. And it's just, oh, it's given me so much more confidence. Absolutely love that, especially when you talk about marketing too, because you see so many people spending a lot of money on ads, paid ads, and not yep. getting any return. If you're looking at that data, you will know to stop and tweak them before all that money disappears. So definitely data, data, data. Daily, daily we look at our ads so that when even weekly is not is not enough. So um yeah, data's king, like you said. Perfect. 
what is the biggest help that you have received since starting your business? Oh, my husband. I must admit, my husband, um, there's been times in my business where I've, you know, been crying at the kitchen table because it just all feels like it's too much. And, you know, I remember times when, you know, I was trying to get my social media up and going or my website finished and I was just trying to do everything myself. And there's just been times where my husband's come over to me and he's like, how can I help? And he's just come in and save the day. And, um, and yeah, I've just, I'll never forget those moments. It's made me really grateful and also taught me that you don't have to do it all on your own either. Um, no, definitely not. There's, there's help around. Fantastic. What is the one thing that you do every day? You're non-negotiable. Oh, okay. My daily practice. Now, this is a really quick five-minute exercise that gets you into gratitude and feeling abundant with my money. Um, would you like me to quickly share it? Yep. Okay. All right. So what I do is super quickly, I write down three things that I'm grateful for and they change every day so that I can feel them. I write three affirmations. So things that have already happened, if I'm struggling with, um, you know, whatever it is, it's like, you know, I money flows with me to ease and abundance or, um, you know, my relationships are really healthy and strong, just something like that. And then five goals that do not change. So they're the same five goals and they stay on there until I've achieved them and tick them off. And that daily practice has shown me and um, kept my mind really focused on what I am trying to achieve. And, um, and I can't tell you how many I've ticked off now, which is really gratifying. It just kind of starts my day properly. And that's probably the only non-negotiable that I have. Everything else is, you know, I mean, I love exercise, but it doesn't happen every day. Fantastic. What is your favourite business book and why? Oh, good question. Okay. Obviously outside of Profit First because I'm a Profit First <laughs> professional. Another one that I really love is um, by Russell Brunson. So the Expert Secrets Trilogy. The starting one is not traffic secrets, not expert secrets, it's dot-com secrets. So I basically learned how to build my online course and, you know, how to do marketing and how to talk to my customers and all of those things, everything that I needed to do. It was like a business Bible out of those three books. It's a trilogy. So I feel like three is three to one is like, he's okay. Um, but they're all by Russell Brunson, dot-com secrets, expert secrets and traffic secrets. That's a very clever way to get more than one book. You actually got four there, so well done, well done. I've had a couple of people try to sneak in two or three, but you've definitely four. Um, <laughs> so well done. Um, what do you wish you had known when you started out? Oh, that it's going to go slower than I would like, but I'm going to get further than I ever thought. Definitely. Fantastic. So is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to tell the SBT audience? Just get confident with your numbers. That's all. We've definitely covered it. But um, but I just really appreciate being here um, today. And, yeah, hopefully I've been able to give you a couple of tips that you can action into your business straight away. Fantastic. So I think that's the key goal, isn't it, is taking one tip and actioning it. So making sure that you are looking at your numbers, looking at your numbers for marketing as well as your cash flow, and then do that one thing. So whether it is putting money aside for tax, whether it's paying yourself, whether it's going and checking those ads that are possibly running off all by themselves. So just action one thing. Yeah, my goodness, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, your marketing is what brings the money in to fill up those bank accounts. So you've really got to have 
your fingers on the pulse when it comes to both your marketing and your cash flow. You're totally right. Fantastic. So thank you very much, Amy. Appreciate your time and your wisdom. Thank you so much, Kathy. I've loved this conversation. Thank you again. And SBT audience, remember, enjoy your journey.